Jesus told me, he said, when I was baptized, I wasn't just baptized in water by, uh, by John the Baptist. He said, I wasn't just baptized with fire. I was baptized with my identity when my father, Father God said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And when he told that to me, wow. he yeah. spoke it over me. And I was baptized in my true identity as his beloved. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring. We contend for that promise outpouring. We equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We're so delighted that you're with us, and we're delighted to have with us a special guest, a dear friend of ours, Cheryl Simpers. And if you've been listening to us for very long, you've heard some of her testimonies before. But today we're going to talk about how she had such a desire to know God and to know Him in His glory and to know Him like Moses did and how to start and continue in your walk with God. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you're with us, and we know that it's going to be a very edifying podcast. This is going to help you to get into a deeper place in God, because you're probably wanting to do that. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. So before we get started, we want to encourage you to go to our website and make sure that you have signed up for our email lists because we want to be able to stay in touch with you, even if uh, something happens where things get disrupted and it makes it harder to reach you. That way we can stay in touch with you. And you can also find events that we have coming up and you can find our bookstore and just lots of things that are going to help you grow in your walk with God, which is what we're going to talk about today with our dear friend, Cheryl Simpers. Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us today. What a pleasure it is. We always have a good time together, yes. <laughs> wherever we are together. <laughs> um, we go to church together, and we do lots of things together, and you come Amen. to events here. And I, we haven't yet gone, have we gone to the mission field together? Twice with you. Oh, okay. All right. But you've been going to the mission field a lot, lots, yeah. lots of different nations. I'm getting ready to go on my 19th, and it's to Bosnia. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you've shared with us before, and we will put a link in our show notes about your testimonies of, of how you came to know the Lord and, and what things that you went through and how you were raised in a, a home of, of a Bible teacher and, and you learned all the stuff in your head, but it hadn't gotten to your heart yet. That's and right. So um, just give us a really brief version of um, how you got to that place where you said, all right, God, I'm going to date you for a year. Yeah. I had just come out of a divorce after a marriage of 25 years. And it was um, devastating. And there was sin on both sides. But I was so broken after that marriage ended that I came to repentance first. And then I just cried out to the Lord. And then I said, okay, here's the deal, Lord. <laughs> I want to know you. I want to know you, not in my head, but in my heart. I want to know you like Moses, and I want to see you like Moses wanted to see wow. you. 
And God took me to uh, right then, because right then I had two open visions of the Lord. And from that point on, and I went to work the next day, lost my job. And I told him, I'm going to date you for a year (laughs) to get to know you. And I got to spend a whole year with the Lord after I lost my job, right after the day after I had prayed that prayer. And so he, God he really, took you seriously. Yeah, he took it seriously. And the first thing he did with me was he said, turn off all noise, all distractions, not even worship music. He said, I just want you to just sit in my presence. And it really, literally, it took three weeks before I thought I wasn't going to go crazy from the, the quiet. <laughs> because to me, it was like I had a ringing in my ears. And, mm. um, I didn't know how to sit still for hours, <laughs> three three weeks, in order for wow. me to hear the voice of the Lord. But after that three weeks, I was able to sit there with peace, and the Lord started to take me on a journey in His presence where I, I lost track of time. I mean, wow. it would be like 10 minutes. Uh, I thought it would only been 10 minutes, and I looked at the clock, and 12 hours had passed. Wow. He was doing a cleanup job. He was exposing lies of the enemy that came in. He took me into my childhood and showed me where I'd taken lies of the enemy, and uh, mm-hmm. which really formed um, my life because the, the one he, that re- he really highlighted was when I was about six years old. I would make love cards to my parents on just construction paper, and and then I'd like tape my five cent allowance onto it and shove it under their bedroom <laughs> door and just wait for them to come out and come out of the door and then take me in their arms and tell me how much I was loved and speak words of affirmation. And when they would come out, they'd smile with that note in their hand, but they never told me they loved me or took me in their arms. And um, mm. my heart craved that. And um, I didn't realize until I read the book, The Five Love Languages, that that was a very special love language to me. So God showed me how I took a lie from that point that said that I was not loved, would never be loved, mm-hmm. and was not lovely. And all my life then I was looking for whether that lie was truth or was it a lie. Mm-hmm. So it caused me to try to identify with that lie and not with the truth of God, that I was his beloved and would always be his beloved and I would always be loved and I would be lovely to him. (laughs) So um, it was very powerful to get that understanding, just sitting there in the presence of God in that year that I dated him. And to get that depth of knowledge of his love for me and for others was life-changing. It was life-empowering. And he also, in that whole year of um, giving me my true identity as his beloved, he was showing me how many people have taken that same lie and how it causes people to make choices because every one of us want to be loved, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. every one of us is loved. So that place yeah. in us that's empty, that's wanting affirmed, it's going to the Lord to have him fill that place and to speak that into us. And, I, you know, mm-hmm. he told me, Jesus told me, he said, when I was baptized, I wasn't just baptized in water. 
about, uh, by John the Baptist. He said, I wasn't just baptized with fire. I was baptized with my identity when my father, Father God, said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And when he told that to me, wow. he yeah. spoke it over me. And I was baptized in my true identity as his beloved. Beautiful. Mm, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, that reminds me of Psalm 2710 that says, when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take me up. Yes. Because it's life changing. Yeah. Yeah. And parents, as good as they can be, as good as they might be, or as bad as they might be, we're still human and we're not, uh, most of us are not successful in really showing the fullness of the love of God. Yes. You know, you, you might, maybe you felt loved, maybe you didn't, but your heavenly father loves you more than you can imagine. Yes. And he's looking for every possible way to get the word to you that you are loved by him and that you have uh, you have a place in him that only you can fill. He's the father of all of us, but he would do for you exactly the same as he would do for anybody else and just make every kind of provision that you need. So speaking of provision, during that year, God made provision for you, didn't he? He did. He made provision for me. And um, and I'll have to say that when we turn to the Lord with our whole heart, when we're seeking him, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto you. And I had firsthand experience of him doing that, not just mm -hmm. um, then, but when in March 2016, my second husband was killed by a drunk driver and he didn't have a will. And then God was calling me back onto the mission field. And I hadn't been since 2007. And he's calling me. But I was stripped of everything, house, land, bank account, and my husband in one day. But I was learning. And when he called me to the mission field, I was like, I commit to go. You make the way. And he's made the way every single time. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Not Father. just on the monies to go to the mission field, but my expenses. I'll never forget the time that I was at. It was a Thursday and I had two bills that added up to $1,000 due the next day. Wow. And I said, Lord, I said, I believe you're going to have somebody give me a check for $1,000. And so I went to check the mailbox that afternoon and there was nothing in there. There was oh, wow. no check for $1,000, but I kept standing. And uh, pretty soon I heard a knock in the late afternoon on my door. And there is the woman that watches my cats when I go on the mission field. What a wonderful woman of God. <laughs> and she said, I just want to tell you, I don't take my checkbook anywhere. She said, but God told me to bring it with me. She tore a check out of it. She folded it, put it on the coffee table. We talked and prayed for a couple of hours. She left. I opened that check. It was a check for a thousand dollars. Glory wow. to God. Thank you, Jesus. He's so <laughs> faithful. Yes, I've seen God do extraordinary things <laughs> to take care of me. Yes. Um, you know, I'm doing what he has called me to do. And going to the nations is expensive, as you know. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, it's vital. It's, it's, it's my call. Yes. You know, and some people would like my first mission trip to Africa. I would have people say, well, you know, there's lots of things to do here in America. 
I said, well, I'm already doing prison ministry, homeless ministry two days a week and prayer ministry. And I just say, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) And and they, they stopped asking the question. I said, I'm called to this. Every one of us is called to something. Mm-hmm. And it's in that time of when I was dating the Lord, actually, that the Lord started to speak to me about my destiny yes. mm-hmm. to go to the nations. And when I was reading Jeremiah 1.5, when it talks about, I knew you before I put you in the womb, and I called you as a prophet to the nations, I was reading that, and the Lord said, this is what I've called you to. Wow. And he, you know, he took that time, not just to clean me up, to um, bring revelation I needed, um, things that, you know, like I said, exposing lies of the enemy, but also to take me into such a relationship with him and also in the word so strong. Because in the beginning when I used to read the word every day, but I didn't enjoy it. Hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand a lot of it. It was a chore to read it. But if I stopped reading it, I felt it in my spirit being that I was missing it. And so it's when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in speaking in tongues that I was given such a hunger. I already was getting a hunger so strong for him in that dating him for a year that I knew something was missing, but I didn't know what it was. Oh, wow. I went into a Christian bookstore and there was a book there called Drawing Near, and I hadn't planned on buying that book, but it was like in the spirit, it grew like two feet tall. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. So I, I took it off the shelf and I read the back. It was Drawing Near by John Bevere. And when I read the back, I said, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I've been asking the Lord about, is about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Now I already knew I had the Holy Spirit was with me, but I didn't have the filling of the Holy Spirit um, with this speaking in tongues yet. And so when I read it, I knew this is what was missing. And so I said, okay, Lord, um, I was taught against this. And I said, <laughs> yes, you know, it might be from the enemy, I would be told. And then, but it says in God's word, if you ask for, you know, that blessing, he's not going to give you something that's um, from the enemy. Right. It's from, yeah. it's a gift from God. It's a beautiful gift from God Yeah, because it opened my eyes of understanding. And I started then, he was taking me into a place of learning how to pray. And there's different ways to pray. When I was dating him, I said, okay, <laughs> I said, I'm tired of the enemy stealing, killing, and destroying. I want to be on the front line of battle. Mm. And then it was like, all these attacks started coming. I said, what is up, Lord? And he said, if you want to be on the front line of battle, I'm going to teach you how to stand and how to fight the enemy. Mm -hmm. And so he taught me a lot in that year's time. And and ever since that time, uh, it's a growth process. And you go deeper and you go um, higher in the things of God when he's always teaching. He's always imparting if you will seek him. It is such a blessing when I spend time with him, when he starts bringing revelation or in his word. And a lot of times I weep my way through the word Mm -hmm. because I am getting his heart when I'm reading the word. So when it's you know, where his children are concerned and they're being rebellious and stiff necked and they're not listening to what, and he's sending messengers, he's sending prophets out of his love for them, not to 
bring condemnation, but to turn them back to him because that's where we were created to be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> in, a, in a deep relationship with him. And and man always turns aside when man turns away from the Lord and turns away from what he says, then it opens the door to the enemy. So the Lord's always working to draw us back to him. And he's got his arms wide open (laughs) for us to come into his presence. And um, I remember one of the visions he gave me in that beginning part, you know, when I'm dating him was, I saw myself as a, a young, very young girl. I was so messed up. And I know I've shared this before, but I was so messed up. In in the vision, my hair was a ratted mess. My feet were muddy, filthy. My hands were filthy. And I saw the throne room of Father God. I saw the door to it. And in this vision, I, I whip that door open and I go running into that throne room of his. And I see Father God ahead of me. And God's allowing me to see this in vision form to impart something to me. So mm-hmm. I see him ahead of me and his back is to me and he's in the middle of a very important meeting. Yet he hears me and he stops this very important meeting and he turns around and he opens his arms. Wow. And I Beautiful. went running into his arms Beautiful. and he took me into his arms and sat me on his lap. And I proceeded to tell him all the good, the bad, and the ugly in my life, which he already knew. It was for my benefit to run into his arms, sit on his lap, and share everything on my heart. All the times I'd been wounded, all the times I'd messed up. At the end of sharing all these things, I had a peace that passes all human understanding. It was like I was um, cleansed. I was, I just felt loved in the midst of it (laughs) and such peace. And uh, in in the Hebrew word on peace is shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken. And that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until I got up to leave him and, you know, I hug him and and I go to leave, I turn around and look, and his pristine white garment was covered in my mess. Wow. It was covered in my ears. It was covered in snot. Mm-hmm. And I was horrified. I'm thinking, oh, I'm in trouble because I didn't have the right understanding of Father God. And instead, when I looked at his face, I saw his perfect love. No condemnation. It was this love and this smile that was coming out of his whole being, that his daughter came to him in her brokenness, in her need, came to sit on his lap. And he was able to impart to me that healing and that peace that I needed to be cleansed of all that. He took it. Now, he took it by his son, Jesus, but he and Jesus and the Spirit are one. Absolutely, And so... He was showing me his heart as a father Mm. for his beloved daughter. And this was, again, part of the being uh, him imparting my identity as his beloved, because I used to have very low Mm self-esteem. And when he stopped that important meeting and that vision for me, which he does for he'll do for each one of us, it's because of that love for us personally. That was wonderful impartation and revelation I got in that vision. And that was from spending time with him. Okay. I have a question for you now. Okay. So you started dating him mm-hmm. and you, after three weeks, 
you finally could sit still yes. and, you, and you weren't bothered by the silence and you could finally be still. First of all, when did you start having visions and when did you receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? So I started having visions immediately. I prayed that prayer. Oh, wow. It was two visions right from the beginning, even before I went to work the next day and lost my job for a year. He took it ser- me seriously <laughs> when I said I wanted to date him. And when I m- said I wanted to date him, it wasn't like uh, we think of dating. You know, it was very much, um, I want to know you're real for me. And I want mm-hmm. a relationship that it's not in my head, it's it's out of my heart, and to know his heart in that relationship. So I started dating him not too long after my divorce, and the divorce happened in uh, May of 2004, if I remember right. So it wasn't too long after that, but then towards the end of that year is when he was putting on my heart the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. That's when I got that book from the bookstore, a Christian bookstore in the St. Louis area, in O'Fallon. And then I'm like, okay, God, I want to hear this. I want to, I want to hear it because I've not heard it. Or if I did, I didn't remember. And so he um, brought me to a meeting at a church there. I was going to on Friday nights and Marilyn Hickey was there. After the service was ended that night, and it uh, it was two weeks into the year 2005, and she was there, and she said at the end, she said, anybody that wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, come forward. But before that point, at New Year's Eve, 2004 going into 2005 is when I've heard the speaking and praying in tongues, because when I went to the church service to pray in the New Year, they were praying in tongues. And then I said, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't understand what they're saying. Then the pastor started giving interpretation back and forth. And it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Wow. And I was so drawn. And so I said, well, wow, Lord. Wow. It just really blessed me. So then two weeks later, I went to that service where Marilyn Hickey was preaching on a Friday night. And when she called people forward, we wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. About a hundred people came forward. They took us to the side, and one of their prayer their prayer leader actually had laid hands on me, and I was immediately baptized in the Holy Spirit. And to me, oh, that God. was like icing on the cake of dating the Lord, because I started wow. getting much more revelation. Not just when I'm sitting silent with the Lord. Now I'm getting a lot more like depths. It was like deep calling unto deep. And I was, mm-hmm. um, it was just continued through the whole process of the dating and beyond, even to now, of having these encounters with the Lord. I still have many encounters with the Lord. I All I have to do is start thinking about them. I go in the spirit and I see the Lord. And um, wow. I'll, he'll give me visions, not just in my relationship with him, because I've had many visions of being in heaven with him and just walking with him. And it's just like extraordinary. It's, it's so beautiful. The thing that gets to me every time I have one of those encounters is his love. There is nowhere you can walk in heaven where you are not just enveloped and you experience his perfect love. I can't even (laughs) describe it in our natural realm. It is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it gives you the greatest 
experience of well-being you can ever imagine. And you get that for eternity. There is nowhere you can walk where you're not getting that presence of the Lord that is so beautiful. His love and his, oh, wow, it's just just so beautiful. So um, this was all, again, part of my being serious about wanting to know him and wanting to see him. And it's very important to him because it says in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. It also says in the word that my people don't even seek me to know me. And he is a God who created us for relationship. Absolutely. And what so many people are into so many things that are so what he calls evil, and it is evil because he calls it evil, but they are empty and they're seeking for something. They're seeking the wrong things, but mm-hmm. God is yeah. always there. He has people and he has angels on assignment worldwide to bring people to him in that Amen. relationship. Yeah. But so mm-hmm. many churches even, they're not even preaching on that this is what he wants. Right. That he wants a heart-to-heart relationship with people. Yeah. And that that's what we were created for. And we have to have it for these days we're living in because it's true. You know, as we're just watching evil get more eviler, mm-hmm. if you want to yeah. put it that way. <laughs> you know, it's just like there's new realms of evil that have just been coming out. But when the enemy comes in like a flood, you know, mm-hmm. the spirit of the Lord lifts up that standard. And that's even though we're not seeing that maybe on a national level, we're seeing on a individual level. Yes. And that's that's just the beginning of the grassroots level. Yeah, it's yeah. we're we're about to see an outpouring that nobody has even hardly imagined what God is going to do. What has the Lord showed you about that, Cheryl? What's coming? Well, one thing that He has been showing me is He's highlighting the words "examine yourself." In First Corinthians eleven, when He's talking about communion, He said, "Examine yourself." Because he is putting things in order. He is, he's coming as a refiner's fire mm-hmm. to refine the people who are calling themselves by his name. Because he said many people are, there's so much mixture in the church. Yes. They are doing things that if you read his word, a lot of them are abominations to him. Right. Yeah. He said, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Yeah. And so he is very grieved. So he said, I am, I'm coming as a refiner's fire. But at the same time that all this darkness is getting darker and gross darkness on the people that talks about in Isaiah um, 60, the beginning verses, he says, but arise and shine for the glory of God has risen upon you. And in the midst of him purifying, getting us ready for his presence in measures we've never even experienced before. And I have experienced the presence of God. I mean, when you're in his presence over and over and you're encountering him over and over, I experience his glory. But there are times where I literally, I can't stand up. I'm on my face. Even in the spirit, I can't stand up. I'm on my face in front of the Lord. And I I remember when I was in Ethiopia and we were at this service and the presence of God was so strong. I mean, I literally saw, it was like Pentecost. I saw fireballs coming down from people's heads. And they were not little flames from a little candle. They were big. Right. <laughs> yes. And wow. the presence guy was so strong. He used me to give some words from his heart to the people. But 
I had an angel on each side of me just to keep me from falling down because wow. his presence was so heavy, so beautiful, and uh, that glory of his. And so he's preparing us. This preparing us and in, in coming as a refiner's fire is not a bad thing. It's actually a beautiful thing so that we can handle his presence when he comes. Mm. Well, yeah. Because yes. I will also wow. tell you that I saw there will be people in the church that he's been dealing with and they have not listened to turn away from sinful things, to seek him, to know that they're sinful things. They're participating in things that the rest of the world are participating in. And I have had open visions of people dying in services mm-hmm. because wow. his glory comes in and sin cannot stay, mm-hmm. you know, in the presence of his glory. Yeah. So you're either going to run to the altar, fall on your face and repent Mm-hmm. Or I saw people who, who literally they died. Yeah, and that's a serious thing. Yes. It's serious with the Lord. So He's getting people ready for it, and He's saying, "Examine yourself." Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when 2018, He had me in Haggai for seven months straight. It's only two chapters, but He's talking twice uh, in the second chapter. It talks about the shaking of the nations, mm-hmm. and in 2018, He said to me, "You're going to see the shaking of the nations." And he said, but you're going to see the shaking of the church and it will be seen who stands on me and my word and who does not. Yeah. This is not a one-time thing. Right. This is, he showed me things loosed in the earth. When COVID was loosed, he said, this is the thing that I showed you that was going to be loosed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's being used by the enemy. Um, They're lying. Anyway, they're trying to push things that are very harmful. Mm -hmm. And God showed me that. He showed me something worse than COVID was was coming. And and honestly, when the shots came, he said, this is it. He said, people are taking it innocently and with faith in those shots. Wow. But he's saying, turn to me. Yes. And when these things are, and the more and more things are going to be loosed in the earth, because darkness is getting darker, but God's light is shining brighter in yes, the midst amen. of that darkness and in the midst of gross darkness on people. And he's wanting us to pray for those people. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see these things and uh, and these people that are acting out in such wickedness, I get grieved in my heart, but I'll go into praying for them. Yes. Because God loves them. He God so loved the world, mm-hmm. the yes. whole world. Yeah. That exactly. he gave his only begotten son to die for all of us. Yes. Yes. That if we would believe on him and what he did, the gift he gave through his son, he paid the price. He became sin who knew no sin so that yes, we yes. could become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It's faith in Jesus. It's a gift and people don't understand that. So here they're involved in so much wickedness and it just seems to be getting more and more wicked, which it is. Uh, but now it's because it's so blatant. It's just yes. out there. And the enemy knows it's his time is short. Yes. Part of this great awakening that's coming is I've seen people come in, drawn by the Holy Spirit, having open visions while I'm in prayer. Wow. Them coming into the places where God's presence is and them just sitting there and the Lord healing them. And speaking to them, giving them revelation, giving them peace where they have not had any peace and they didn't want to move. And it's like when I was, you know, dating God and and even from that point, when I'm in the presence of God, it's so peaceful. You just want to stay there. Yes. And he's going to he's drawing people there. And he told me when I um, 
was head of prayer at a little church in St. Louis area, I would go in there and pray in the spirit four or five days a week, an hour each time. And he showed me how many people he's going to be bringing out of those those hard, wicked things, out of yes. brokenness, out of lies. Yes. And he said, I'm going to be bringing them into my kingdom, and they are going to be so on fire for me because they're going to understand what I've done for them. You know, the woman caught mm-hmm. um, in the act of adultery. She knew, you know, the, he says in one part when he's at a dinner and uh, this woman comes and anoints him with oil. And then the, his host is thinking, you know, if, if he were a prophet, he would know who she is and what she's done. Mm-hmm. But then he addresses that and he says, the one who has been forgiven the most is the one that loves the most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He showed me this in prayer that as he's bringing these broken, lost, messed up ones, really messed up ones, he said, they're going to come to a place of such love for me when they understand mm. what I've done for them. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, that's kind of really what happened to you when you said, I want to date you, Lord. Um, yes. He dealt with your stuff. He dealt oh, yeah. with he dealt with the you know cleansing and all the d- deliverance and getting free from lies and and all of those kind of things, which is really the beginning of the walk. And and yeah. you've you you've been walking with him what nearly twenty years now in in this. Did I get the math right? Uh, yes. Now I always I was raised in the church and like I said, my father a Bible teacher and he taught us every day and he sure. didn't just read it. He questioned us. So that was the foundation. But I, it was very surface mm-hmm. relationship with him. But I always knew, uh, I always talked to the Father. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it was always Father God I went to to talk to. And, and he answered so your I prayers. I remember having that, but it was always very uh, childish, like the focus on what I needed, never mm-hmm. thinking about what he wanted or needed. And so he had to bring me out of being a child, a spiritual child for many years. That's why when I saw that vision of going into the throne room of the father and sitting on his lap, it's because spiritually I was a young girl for most of my life. Sure. And so he had to take me to a place to be able to mature. Yes. And he gave me a lot of revelation that helped me in that maturing. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's about coming into bridal relationship, really. Yeah. That's really what he's after of, for all of us is to bring us into that kind of intimacy where you'll kind of lose yourself into him. And yet in losing yourself into him, you're actually getting your identity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And really, you get his heart for for all of us. But really, he's wanting that revelation, that impartation to each person who comes to him. Right. Yeah. That he they were created out of such love and such, um, I mean, the depth of his love for us. We have not gone to the depths of understanding of his love oh, where, yeah. you know, but it says if we if we come to that place of knowing his love, that's beyond knowing in the natural, then we will come into the fullness of God. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. And so to me, this whole drawing closer and closer to him and he is he's wooing he's drawing 
He is, I can feel it in the spirit. I can feel it in services where I'm at. I can feel it in prayer when I'm praying for people, this drawing of him. When I'm in the nations, the presence of God so strong to draw people to him in relationship, not in religion. Beautiful. That one-on-one relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's powerful. It's beautiful. There's nothing like it. You know, any stronghold or addiction any person has, if they come into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the Father by his spirit, I'm all that stuff will be like nothing in yeah. comparison. It changes yeah. everything. Yeah. It certainly it does. Because his presence, there's nothing like his presence. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like I can feel him right now so strong as I'm even just talking about his presence. Yes. And I, I'm just praying right now that mm, anybody you, that's listening to this, yes. that they feel that drawing of the Lord to himself, to his heart, that they start being given revelation dreams and visions, that they start to take that time. I called it dating the Lord, but it was taking that time to spend with him to get to know his heart of love. That he didn't send us, it's, you know, John three sixteen. I quoted it for he loved the world so much he gave his only begotten son. Whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But the next verse, John 3, 17 is so powerful because it says he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through his son would be saved. Amen. Man, when you come into a place that's not about religion, about what you have to do, right? you know, but about what he did because we couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And he did it through Jesus, the perfect sacrifice for us. It's so powerful. It's so beautiful. When you understand the heart of the Father in sending his son as that gift, that sacrifice, it is so <laughs> powerful. Yeah. Thank you. It's Father. so life giving. It's Amen. like I get the joy when I even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, I want to yeah. dance, I want to sing, I want to shout. It's like, wow, people wake up, get this. It's so good. Yes. yes. <laughs> Don't yes. run away from the gift. Run to the gift. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And, and for every single person, they're going to have their own unique calling and identity. They're they're probably not all going to be called to the nations like you were, but but they're called to whatever God has put on their heart, whatever giftings He's given them, and whatever. Uh, there's just something unique about every single person that every single person has a voice pattern that is like nobody else. Mm -hmm. Every one of us thinks a little bit different than everybody else. You'll never find anybody that you're 100% eye to eye with on every (laughs) single thing. Yep, that's for sure. But every single person needs to have their own individual intimate walk with the Lord. With Jesus, yes. with Jesus as as the lover of our soul, with our Father God as our loving Heavenly Father, with the Holy Spirit as our best friend, yeah. as our helper, as our the one who helps us remember what we're supposed to do next, and yeah. and and, yeah. and coaches us. He's like a coach. Yeah, it's like that song we sang the other day. You know, Jesus at the center of it all. Amen. Yeah. 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 And you know, um, one thing. I remember, and I've spoken of this before, being in a maximum security prison where we were doing a a conference on the power of purity. Mm. And there is a power of purity ministry out there. You can look it up. But the thing is, many of them in there were in there for life for heinous crimes, a lot of them heinous sexual crimes, even against children. And 
And he gave me a word and the love of God was so strong in there that I teared mm. up. And then the, um, the pastor said, Cheryl, come forward to pray. And when I did, the, um, the Lord said, share with them what I shared with you. And I said, God is not holding you bound by your past. Amen. He is taking you to the future he created you for. Beautiful. And I remember yeah. in ministering the, the Word of God, um, a Bible study to women coming out of prison and addictions, um, most of them, was for eight years I was their Bible teacher. And I would tell you that I kept telling them, <laughs> he's not trying to beat you up. Amen. I said, he didn't come to beat you up. He took the beating for you. Yes. He yeah, came to definitely. draw you and to raise you up. Yes. This Thank was one Father. of the biggest things I got out of spending that year with him was coming into that place where it wasn't about what I had to do to be right with him. I'm already right with him by what Jesus did. Amen. It was because of what he did. I get to come boldly to the throne of grace, obtain mercy, find grace in my hour of need because of his love for me. I can go there without feeling condemned. I can go there and be honest and real with him. I have been very honest and real. You know, there's times I have just like, I mean, I've just laid it all out there. But then he can share with me truth that I didn't know. He can share his heart, uh, bringing me through to that better place that I was desiring. And, and yes. freeing me of all my past, all the garbage, all the... The stinking thinking as well, and the wrong understanding. <laughs> yeah. And I needed a lot of that. It was to be freed of all that. Because I was raised with the do's and don'ts, the Ten Commandments, and, you know, mm -hmm. so it was more about a works than it was about the grace of God, the gift of Jesus to us. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh. So yeah. since the time that you started with this walk, like, did you just arrive at the end of a year and you've been at the same level ever since? Or what, what has happened? Have you had milestones along the way? Yes. And in spending that year and, and being blessed to spend that year with the Lord and him taking care of me, I realized this is a forever relationship. It Amen. doesn't end um, when I leave my physical body. I will always be learning, even when I go to heaven to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And um, because he has so much to impart to us, even for our eternity with him, it will be beautiful of learning things we never, I mean, we're going to be wowed forever. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. You're going to learn forever. You're going to grow forever. If you're staying in one place, mm -hmm. you're not growing, then you're not in the right place. And you Amen. need to be... Seeking um, and drawing close to him and, and saying, okay, I want to know you. I want to know you like, yes. like Moses wanted to know you. I want to see you just like I said. I want to see you like Moses and watch what mm -hmm. happens. And, and doing that, it, it's been a blessing because uh, I can't even begin to tell you how many people I've ministered to and the things that he imparted and revealed to me, I'm able to impart to them. And his presence is, is so powerful. I mean, sometimes his presence comes so powerfully that, like I remember in Ethiopia, and I'm I'm praying, I'm teaching, I'm uh, as I'm ministering to people, and the presence of God was so strong that they would go on their faces, just worshiping wow. the yeah. Lord, and yeah, like, wow, wonderful. 
but that's how it's going to be for eternity. It's not something that's forced. It is out of our hearts, this worship of who he is and what he's done for us. It's, it's life-changing. Amen. Amen. And so this has just continued. Yeah, I, I just, I spend time with him. Um, honestly, I, for the, this is probably the sixth year that I've, I read the Bible front to back, but I'm not doing it in order, but I'm reading the whole thing twice mm-hmm. a year. And I'm wow. reading it because I get revelation in that. And, yeah. or I might have visions while I'm reading the Bible, uh, or I might get understanding and visions of things in the future. But really, it's I'm getting a revelation of his heart for us and for me mm-hmm. personally, too. And I, I don't want to give that up. It, it, I'm drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And in being oh. drawn to him, I'm drawn to his word because it says uh, Jesus is the word. <laughs> Amen. How can you know him personally apart from the word? You can't. Right. Oh. You know, and anybody that says you don't need the word of God is um, you need to run from them. (laughs) If you go to church like that and says you don't need to read the word, you're not in the right place. I'm going to tell you flat out, you are not in the right place. Amen. And if you're in a wrong place, you're not going to grow and mature. Right. If you're being fed things that are not true. But you know what? God is a revealer. So you can go to him and ask for wisdom, ask for revelation. He gives it abundantly, it says in James chapter 1. Yes. Uh, he's uh-huh. not keeping anything back from us. It's ready for us to come to him and get revelation and get to know him and get impartation of things. Like you said, he's got books written about every one of us. It says in mm-hmm. Psalm 139, when David's talking, he says, there's a book written about me that every page was written before there was one day of my life. Well, that's uh-huh. true for every one of us. He has a book written a, about each one of us. Our purpose, our, our God destiny, our pathway, and the enemy has come from the very beginning, even many of us when we were in our mother's womb, to try to take us out, to try to get us away from our God destinies, our God purposes. Mm-hmm. And when you enter fully into your purpose, and you're flowing in that, and it's not something that you've come up with, it's a calling on each person's life, when you get into that there is joy with that in doing God's will that is it's his joy inexpressible and full of glory. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's nothing Amen. like being in the will of God. You know, people say, aren't you afraid to go to some of these countries? I said, I have no fear. I have no fear of death. And many Amen. people are afraid yeah. of death. I, you know, yeah. why did so many people take these shots that were not truly tested when COVID came? It's because they were fearing death. They're yeah. fearing getting COVID and dying. Well, I don't have any of that fear because I know where I'm going to be. And I've had so many heavenly experiences that I have. I know when I uh, leave this physical body, I'm going to be with the Lord. And it's beautiful. I have no fear of that. But I also know I'm here to fulfill a purpose of God. And I'm not going to be out of here before I'm done <laughs> with my. Yes, amen. I don't want to be out of here until, I mean, I want to be with the Lord, but I can be with the Lord anytime I want. I can be in the presence (laughs) of God, going in the spirit, and there he is, and we will walk together. We will talk together. Praise God. Amen. So I encourage people to get into that place where you're not operating by your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions in your flesh. You have a relationship with God by your spirit, man, your real person. 
Amen. Amen. Well, would you pray for our listeners to have that very thing? Yes. Father God, I just lift up every person that hears this um, podcast, Lord, that you would touch them. You would draw them. You would open their eyes of understanding that, that there's so much more, so much more you have for every single person that they would feel the your presence just light up their spirit being like, wow. And they would be drawn into having this relationship with you, taking the time with you, and also um, being in the word where you can speak to them and show them great and mighty things that they know not. And as it says in Jeremiah 33, 3, and thank you, Lord, that you are working so powerfully in the drawing people to you and sharing your heart with them bringing revelation upon revelation that it doesn't just stay with them. You give them a heart to share what you have done for each one of us in sending your son, Jesus, to reconcile us in this beautiful relationship with you, Father God, in beautiful relationship with you, Jesus, all by your Holy Spirit working through us and in us. And thank you, Lord. This is such a gift. I thank you that you're touching the people that listen to this podcast even if it's days down the line, that they're going to be touched, they're going to be drawn, they're going to have dreams and visions and revelations from you in the night watches. You're going to make yourself so real to them that they want, you're giving them a want, a want inside their innermost being to have that beautiful love relationship with you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I pray this, I speak it, I declare and decree it. It will be so, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with His overwhelming, loving presence.